Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to a 58 Ember production. everyone welcome back to the completely fucking clueless podcast my name is sarah alice liddy and my name is audrey jean flowers and we both use she her pronouns Woohoo! and it's the day before valentine's day when y'all are hearing oh, this i was like wait no it's not it's still january <laughs> it's still currently january which is the longest month ever yeah a little literally i was like when is payday ever going to come never never and it wasn't enough money by the way like, I mean, it was my salary, but not enough to live my life. <laughs> that is the biggest lesson I am currently learning is that there are sirens outside of my window always and um, that I just don't make enough money to live in this world. No one does. No one does. A hundred percent. You know what? Well, some people do, but, most so, but people it's like don't. this amount of people. Yeah. Make, yeah. No, yeah. no uh, the wealth disparity in this country is bad. And, uh. It's just such an interesting like flip, you know, and I've been very privileged like my entire life to, you know, have my parents support and everything. And now I am learning, which I think is a good thing to be financially independent. And I'm like, holy shit, everything is so expensive. And then I'm, you know, and now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, all right. Well, then it's also like, are we entering a recession? Right. Are we already in In a recession? And I think I'm just trying to learn, like, all right, what is worth spending my money? You know, like, transparently, like, I've been used to at this point, like, going out to dinner, like, multiple times a week, like, nice dinners, spending a lot of money on, like, my activities. And now it's like, oh, I need, like, food to live and, like, you know, electricity and, like, all these things. I am, like, in a different place, but also learning a lot with my financials because, again, as we've discussed on this podcast before, I went through, like, a really bad depressive episode for a pretty long time. And here's the thing. You don't really care about your finances when you're that depressed. Right, because you're just trying to live. Yeah, it's like, I don't really want to make it to tomorrow. So, like, why would I save money instead of maybe bringing me something that'll, like, bring half an ounce of joy? A hundred percent. So I'm also trying to get my finances in line. Yeah, you know, we probably should have somebody on the pod that, like, financial advisor type of vibe i've been looking for someone i haven't found anyone i love but there is a book that is like for like aimed towards neurodivergent queer women talking about finance so i do want to get that book and do you know what it's called i don't know the name i'll we can put it in the show notes in the show notes yeah because that would be a good that would that could be a good thing yeah i've been thinking about that for a while y'all like somebody like a financial advisor something of that sort for the pod but honestly something that has changed a lot for me is so I have a budget that I've spoken about a few times of like yeah. really trying to follow a budget. I mean, I've not succeeded very well. I am wildly out of my budget every time, but I am still tracking everything that I'm spending and categorizing it. And I have it all in a Google sheet because at least now, like I know where I'm at and yeah. looking at my bank account doesn't make me want to just smash my computer over the table because like, even though I'm not following the budget and I'm not, budgets are hard to stick to and I'm not good at it. Um, I at least know where everything's at and I know where I stand, which like is a bigger step than you think. So even if you can't stick to the budget, start tracking things. Well, I think that's everything in life are these like small steps because I was thinking about something like my skin has been a little bit better. And sure, yes, I've definitely been eating a little bit. Your skin does look really good. Thank you. I, you know, so I've been like struggling with my acne. Like I came on here a couple weeks ago being like, I'm completely fucking clueless about my acne. And I remember in October, I was like, all right, like, I want to try and figure out like what's going on with my acne, how I could possibly like fix this. So, you know, I started like simplifying my routines, like really just like cleansing a good moisturizer. And, you know, I've been trying to add like a topical, like a tretinoin or a retinol Mm -hmm. in there. Um, Haven't been as successful with those things, but have been successful with like a pretty like clean routine. Um, But 
you know, I think that comes from like taking the small steps over like amounts, a different mm-hmm. amount of months. And then also like the steps that I'm taking, like in my health journey with like the semi-glutide I'm on, you know, I'm eating a lot less sugar, which is like very helpful for my skin, I think. So yeah, you know, that's everything in life, you guys, is like whether it's your budget or your skin, like you have to take the small steps to get to the end point. Oh, but that sucks. I know. We were literally talking about this with our network the other day. Mm-hmm. Like we were trying to, you know, make a goal and we were like all right like it was a pretty big number and I was like I can't make the goal of trying to get to that number because it will never just happen mean nothing to me literally I, like won't even try literally I was like no 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 like it seemed too insurmountable I was like yes. this is so big like how is that going to happen and, like there are psychological studies behind that of like yeah a goal that is too conceptual or too far out of reach won't really motivate you. Right. So, and I feel like I've, I'm starting to like learn that in my adult life. Um, but yeah, how are you? We haven't like caught up with everybody in a while. How you doing? I am doing all right. Um, my therapist goes on maternity leave <gasps> in like a couple more weeks and I haven't really fully figured out someone else. So <laughs> wait, I love that we're talking about this because one, we talked about this in our like New yep. Year's video, <laughs> but number two, I was annihilated by Olivia yesterday. Yeah, I'm staring at you, babe, <laughs> staring at you annihilated by Olivia I call them on the phone and I was saying oh yeah like I definitely need to talk about xyz in therapy and um Olivia was like "Mm, babe I was looking at your tiktok today and I was like on your um like looking at the uh, (laughs) I was on your tiktok today and I was looking at the playlist that you have with like the rainbows which is like where I put a lot of my queer based content Uh and and I decided to look at it after this conversation and in one of those videos I'm like I have come out of therapy and I'm like oh my god like I need to talk about my sexuality more in therapy um and so Olivia was like yeah so it's been two years like when are you going to start talking about these things in therapy? When are you going to get that new therapist that you've been saying that hey, you want? Sarah, I'm having to get a new therapist. Get a new therapist with me. Okay. Uh, Sarah, you've been talking about this for like, like two years. I know. And then Olivia's like, you know, you say other people in your life are going around in circles, but it looks like somebody else is going around <laughs> oh in a circle. <laughs> Annihilated me. Like, isn't that Ooh. crazy? I was like, ah, you're right, but shut up. Like, <laughs> I yes I I think with therapy it's interesting because like I will go through phases where we can start maybe working on some of the bigger things but like I feel like I'm only now have just left a phase where like we're starting to reach the point where it's not just like every week slapping band-aids on like the hull of a ship being like please band-aid stick (laughs) sure (laughs) they're like maybe we could start dealing with actual some of the wood rot as opposed to just like Ah! yeah because you've been in crisis like intervention and I think that's totally like normal you know like there was a time in my life where like I was going through crisis and then you know I think this summer like like prior to the summer a couple months prior to the summer and then this summer I finally like made the move where I was like hey like I don't even think I need therapy every week every at this point because Mm -hmm. it's not proactive and now I feel like I, I think I really need to find a new therapist because I'm, I'm at the point where like my day to day is pretty okay. Like pretty mm-hmm. stable. And now like, I feel like I'm ready to like talk about more of like the, the intimate things. Like I was thinking about, you know, in a couple of weeks, our conversation with Elizabeth will come out and, um, she has this podcast called in between podcast and she's in her thirties and, you know, talks about the in-betweens in life. And in that episode, you guys will hear, she talks about why she thinks like 20 something should like really address some of like the traumas or deep rooted mm-hmm. things in their lives. And honestly, that conversation just got me thinking like, holy shit, like, you know, I'm feeling stable on the day to day, but there are like four or five like traumas, big topics or big events in my life that I'm like. I've been wanting to talk about these things for a while and I just haven't. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, there is a part of me that like, is like from our conversation, we had a conversation with the same guest who you will hear after I think this episode has come out. Um, but she had a change of therapist that ended up being really good for her where the therapist was also going on maternity leave. So that has made me like a bit more optimistic of like, I, as much as I think, going through and explaining all your shit to someone is really annoying and there's like this sort of catch up you have to do before you can actually start making any progress with someone i think that like it won't be bad to work with someone new yeah um and i I do think like a fresh start will be good of like a different perspective yes that's what i was talking about with olivia is like 
I just think I personally for me, I've been seeing my therapist since I was 12, which is a, a very, long time. I've very, seen like seven different therapists since I was 12. <laughs> so long. Like I'm almost 26. I'm turning 26 in March, you guys. So that's a long fucking time. And so I've only had this one perspective on everything. And I've also only been doing CBT and DBT based therapy for that long. And so now I'm just thinking like, you know, I kind of need, like you said, a fresh perspective, a fresh set of eyes on my shit. Yes. Um, to call me out on my shit. You yes. know, I think I need someone who's a little more like I think for this next section of my life, I think it would be good to have someone who is a little more structured for myself mm. again, because we are kind of out of that like crisis crisis mode um, of just like living in panic. Yeah. Um. And I, I'd like to start, and I think I'm now at a point where I'm getting really frustrated about the fact that I feel like I'm taking, like, I'll take two steps back, and then three back, and then one forward, and then half a step back, and then, like, this. And I think some more structure would be good. Um, I was supposed to have a date on Monday. They never got back to me. Oops, never happened. Yeah, I was going to ask you um, about, like, because I was literally sitting here with Liz last night. I was like, wait, did Audrey go on her date? No. Mm. <laughs> they've just never gotten back to me we had a date scheduled for monday oops sad uh but you know i've been doing dry alcohol january oh for, yeah uh 30 days for january now. um and i tend to take a shot for every first date and i was actually a little bit sad about breaking that tradition so now i won't have to now i'll be done with dry january by the time someone finally agrees to go on a date with me <laughs> okay looking back at your dry january tell us how it was what do you think here's the thing dudes I don't really drink that much to begin with. Sure. I do think I'm glad that I did it because I think when I'm around my family, I just kind of by default drink, even though like I know it doesn't really work with me. And I think I was just like kind of afraid of not for like no particular reason, not that they like said anything sure. or like I thought that they would have an issue with it. Um, but I'm glad that I know that that's all good. Um, but it, it, it didn't, I didn't have like a big realization because I don't right. drink that much. I feel you. I don't really drink that much either anymore. And now like, especially because it's a financial burden, I'm like very much more like aware uh, and choosing when I want to drink. Like for example, I'm going to brunch this Sunday. So motherfucking excited to get drunk off mimosas. But like, yeah. that's a choice. I'm like, I really want to do this instead of just like, knowing because a lot of the time I'm like I know that I really don't want to go out or especially like in the winter months mm -hmm. and I still go and spend the money on alcohol and then I come home and I'm just like Meh. I think like I know that I have a somewhat addictive personality like where I like oh god there's a story that maybe you guys will convince me to tell one day but let's For just say there a was secret. a phone game and I might have spent a lot of my parents money on that phone game when I was way too old this was not Kim Kardashian whatever era this is fully when I was in college and maybe someday you can bribe me to tell you the amount and the game right now no um <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying <laughs> oh but I I think there was always a part of me that was just like oh could I not do it um and I was just like glad to have settled with myself that, like hey you can perfectly fine go 30 days that I'll call and be fine. Yeah. I, I, you know, I commend you for doing that because I think the reason I have never successfully done a dry January is because I feel the same way. I'm like, I don't know if I could like actually do it. And then like, because I'm not really drinking that much, like maybe once a week, I'm sort of like, you know, I want to be able to like go out to dinner and yeah. have like one drink with dinner. Cause like, that's what I like to do. I think I just like, it, it was good for my peace of mind to like, yeah. just know that I could. I'm proud of you. That's a good, that's an accomplishment off of 2024, <laughs> dry January, period, per. Yeah, so today's the last day. That's a slay. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you made you. it. Thank you. How's your week been? My week, you know, you guys, I had COVID last week, so I am just getting back into the swing of things. Like, I went back home to um, my hometown. Like, that's like 20 minutes outside the city because I was like, I'm not going to get my roommate sick. And in full transparency, my partner had had COVID like two weeks prior, so like, they would hang out with me because they're like, I don't give a fuck. And quite honestly, like the first like three days were like the quote unquote worst, but they weren't even that bad. It was more just like really big exhaustion and um, flu symptoms, um, cold symptoms. Reminder to get your shots and boosters. Yes, get your shots and boosters. My, <laughs> I go to my pediatrician's office to get the test. Yes, you guys, I still see my pediatrician. <laughs> I still see her. I go to her for sick visits and everything. And she's like, so did you get your like vaccines? I was like, She's like, well, that's probably why you're sick. <laughs> I, dude, it's, if you live in a city, especially, I mean, yeah. in other towns, 
it's also just schedule the appointment with CBS. They have them all the time. Just go and get it done and do it on a day where you don't have to do that much because yeah. it's probably going to make you tired. Just do it. Just like, do it because like I, I feel like everybody's getting like either COVID or the flu. And while it wasn't the worst thing ever, like first it a, wasn't fun. Not fun. And it'll be less bad if you do have the vaccine. But also like for other people who yes. like they require the rest of us to have herd immunity and they require in order for us to have herd immunity, most of us need to be vaccinated against things yeah um and i just wish i was talking about this with a coworker the other day i just wish that i think a lot of us had hoped in the pandemic that it would cause this sense of like kindness and awareness of like the health of all is for the health of you like yeah. public health is an important matter and like the health of everyone is important um, and we really haven't left the pandemic with that. If anything, I think it's probably gotten worse. Um, yeah. I think the nice thing is that like my job really values like the health of everybody. Mm-hmm. So once they like I told them I had COVID like, you know, staying at home and like, you know, they were like I took days off being sick. And so it feels nice, like at least to know that like my workplace like supported me yeah. in that because, you know, something that I do like I think a lot of people do is I like just I started shit piling on myself you know I was already sick I was already down and then I was like oh my gosh like what are other people thinking about me like am I good enough am I doing this am I doing that I just have the tendency to like shit pile myself when I'm down that's like one of the things I wrote down in my self-love stuff um and that's not helpful but luckily my work you know was like cool and helped me out so that's on a good work environment but yeah otherwise you know just like kind of getting back into the routine of things like actually it was so funny that we somebody's on my door um (laughs) thank you amazon ring um it was so funny we started talking about therapy because i was like i was coming in today a little bit low energy because i kind of had a like deep therapy appointment where i was starting Mm -hmm. to talk about my shit and i honestly like after that therapy appointment like just like felt Bleh for the rest of the day not that it was a bad one I think it was you know it's good and proactive to talk about the th- these things but I literally like after just started hysterically crying and I was like why am I crying my my therapy appointment this year themed a lot around what we're talking about today self-love yeah guys we're gonna get into self-love we can even like hop into it now do you have a clueless moment before we move forward or no you go first um, I mean, I was just going to say my, um, I was just going to say my clueless moment and I spoke about this already at the beginning, which is like financial stuff and, you know, budgeting and, and making these things work. I'm really going to start like, re- like kind of like you said, I need to, what was really nice was my chase. I have, I need to get a credit card number two, but number mm-hmm. one is my chase debit account tells me how much money like I'm spending each month on like groceries on going out and eating on like Ubers and things like that so gonna take that information like write it down look at my like subscriptions and like my monthly costs and just sort of start really thinking about like all right like how do I make my money last through this time and whatnot I think my closest moment of the week is like how to develop routine and schedule as someone whose schedule is so like weird, like not even just retail, but like tomorrow morning, I'm probably waking up at 4am because there are a couple audition. auditions tomorrow that I'm going to try and make it to, even though I also have work tomorrow. And like, uh, like things that are very good for like your mental health or like having consistent like eating schedule. And then also like with hormonal stuff, it's like good having like consistent, sorry, I said consistent sleeping schedule and having be consistent <sighs> with... <laughs> Mental health stuff, it's, like, helpful to have a consistent sleep schedule. And with hormonal stuff, it's also helpful to have, like, a consistent eating schedule. Yeah. Like, all those things are good for our body. Our bodies like routine and rhythms and knowing what's going to happen. And as someone with just such a weird, wacky schedule, it is really hard to get my body into any sort of that. Yeah. <laughs> and I just don't know how to do it because day to day and week to week, my life is just so radically different. Um, And I, like, I just... I want some parameters. Yeah. I think that was like one of the hardest things for me about like the performer life is like the inconsistencies week to week. And, and even like still I'm, I'm happy because next week starts like my back to office thing where every Tuesday and Thursday I will be at one of our offices. And as like, like maybe annoying as it is, like I know it's going to be really good for my mental health mm-hmm. because I am currently not seeing the light of day for like a lot of days and that's not good in our defense 
it has been at least i know in new york overcast for like yeah. a week and a half like we have not seen the sun in a week and a half then the sun isn't supposed to come out till this weekend and i would say like i've been in a bit of a crabby mood this past like weekish and a half and i would say i know part of that was i'm on the second day of my period leading up to my period uh, just always my like shit goes out the door um but we just haven't seen the fucking goddamn sun and the days are getting longer but goddamn oh my god i just want to see the fucking sun no you're so right it does really like affect things like that but it just makes me sad yeah it does it makes you just feel like mehi mm-hmm. like like meh. and we just like nor- like it's pretty normal i think in winter to get like less sun but like a week and a half and it'll probably be two weeks by the time we reach this weekend of not a single day of having the sun out like it's just breaking my spirit yeah a hundred percent I get you I think the hardest thing sometimes is to self-motivate I talk about it in therapy every week and how you know literally every session I've had like since they announced the back to office I have come and said like I am even though like parts of me aren't looking forward to this like there is a bigger part of me that knows that it'll be really good Mm -hmm. for my mental health to know that two days a week I'm getting out of my um my apartment and I am going somewhere I'm around people I am walking all these things yeah but I feel you and I feel for you in your situation because I think it can be hard when things are changing week to week day to day all that good stuff yeah and I'm figuring it out by little by little but I something that I like wrote down notes and it's gonna kind of tie into what we talk about later is like I have been really frustrated Mm. and I I wrote down within the notes struggling with other people, but I think also really struggling for myself and remembering and keeping the context of like, Hey, six months ago, you were just barely getting through the day. Right. Right. (laughs) And like, think about it. Like, let's say you had like a life altering surgery or something like life physically life altering, you know, six months ago, like, you know, I think it's always that analogy to the physical where we would respond mm-hmm. so differently to it. Like, I'm not batting 100, but like, hey, I most of the time brush my teeth and wash my face twice a day. I feed myself pretty regularly. And I know that these are super small things and they feel really small to me. And that's part of the reason why I think I'm getting really frustrated mm. of feeling like like feeling like I'm making no progress because the progress is slow and gradual and right. like it is going uphill but it's in such a way that like from day to day I don't really feel the change and it just feels like I'm very stuck yeah um I feel like that's the hard thing about change or just like the hard thing about trying to reach anything is that really it happens in the small day to day things and then you take a look back and you're like those don't oh feel my gosh satisfying right no no 100% <laughs> it's it's like the year yeah like the year reflection where you're like wow I was a rock star but like in in those moments you're not like wow like I'm a rock star like you're like fuck like all I'm doing is watching my face today I'm such like a loser Mm -hmm. but like you know at the end of the day like in a couple months now like you'll be more functional and you'll be like oh like I'm happy I fucking washed my face so that it is like the the one thing that I think will be hard about switching to a therapist is like my therapist very much witnessed that and she does keep reminding me like hey dude you were pretty non-functional like six months ago so let's be thankful for the wins my dude yeah I think that's like a, like that's a great tie-in to like the the whole self-love discussion because I feel like self-love in your 20s is such um an interesting thing you know I wrote this down I was like what makes like loving yourself in your 20s hard and I think it's because it's the first time truly I feel like in your life where you're actually sort of building this relationship with yourself because Mm -hmm. think about it in your teens you know you're going through puberty like you're 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 still your child self but I think once you're turned 20 you have all these big milestones that happen that really thrust you into adulthood so for the first time you're starting to actually build something with yourself yeah and like you're you're on your own to some of them like I've had like had a lot of support from parents through college and everything but like you're on your own for the first time you're not like an extension of someone else you're not an entity of someone else like you are on your own and like forced to be with yourself in a way that you don't really have to be as a kid and that like totally you you shouldn't be as a kid um yeah I agree 
Yeah. I literally last night, my roommate was out for the night and I was just like, not, I decided to have a veg veg moment <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, what am I going to like do with myself? I don't like, I was like, I, I don't know what to do with myself, you know? Um, and eventually I found things to do like watching love Island, making yeah. silly little TikToks. Um, but it, it, yeah, you're right. It's, it's an alone, a loneliness that is very different yes. than than you're child. building a new community whereas totally. like when you are a child and even up through high school again theoretically this is not ever an experience there are people who have married shit families who did not provide this totally but theoretically like your family and your school and whatever your community is already pre-existing and in your 20s particularly like post-grad you're most of the time building up that community and support and everything from nothing. And we've talked about this a million times, but right. And like, let's be real. Like, is that going to happen overnight? And it's simply not. Um, But I also think what makes like loving yourself in your twenties so hard is like the self comparison because Mm -hmm. it's like the first time in our life where we are not, like side by side with the people in our life like again if we're thinking very traditionally like you're in middle school and then you graduate with your whole class and you go to high school and like you guys are kind of like along the same line and now like you know after like and let's say you go to college like again like you're kind of in line and now everyone's just like all over the place yes there is no like there is no, no a. there's no like you're doing good because forever good you are someone else is doing way better and whatever right. is doing is in like they're in such different quadrants that they aren't even comparable most of the time no I watched this TikTok yesterday and it really put some things in perspective to me around like comparison in your 20s and he was like think of you know thinking about your life as like as like a marathon as a run and you know so many people all you want to do is finish the race but he's like you know what finishing the race is fucking dying <laughs> finishing the race is dying but he was like continuing with the, the race analogy like there are going to be people to the side of you that are in line with you, people in front of you. And then there's going to be people behind you. And think about it. The people on the sidelines and the people behind you are looking at you like, wow, this person is so ahead. There's always going to be people that you're looking at and then people that are looking at you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just thought it was such like an interesting analogy. I'll try and find the TikToks and also send it to you to put in the show notes because I don't know. It just like gave me this perspective of like, so much of your 20s for is like c- comparing yourself so harshly to people and then learning that you need to let that fucking go in order to like actually kind of feel like good and happy in life. Yeah. I feel like so many 30-somethings like from this conversation that we had with Elizabeth to other 30-somethings, I feel like so many of them find this joy in that decade because they th- like spent their whole 20s like looking at everything else around them and then finally decided to say you know what fuck it I'm tired of that and I also think like with the concept of self-care like I think that movement was probably radical when it first came around and it's been very co-opted and brand sure affied and whatnot and I think like caring for yourself is very difficult and like I god what was I fucking reading this morning it was something about how, like, we're not really taught how to do that. Again, it's yeah. kind of up to your parents a bit. But, like, what your parents teach you with it kind of super varies. Totally. And I would say, like, m- this is something I was talking about this week is my mom is really good at fixing things. And, like, is so smart and is so talented and can fix anything so quickly. And I think I got so used to her fixing things that I like didn't really figure out how to fix things myself. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh shit, I'm an adult and I have to do things. And like, she's off doing her own shit. Uh, and I have to figure out how to finally fix shit. I totally relate to you on your mom fixing things because I think I had a really similar situation with my parents because I, you know, was so fortunate to have my parents like love and support me. And, you know, therefore they want to help. Right. They want to help. They're your parents. They like want to make your problems go away. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that I really struggle to self-regulate myself and to fix things on my own. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, even like now, like I will call my partner and be like, I need help. Like I'm freaking out, you know? So it's, 
it's hard to build this relationship with yourself. And it, and I think it involves a lot of stumbling, you know, and, and like you said, figuring out what works for you, mm-hmm. you know, I think it, you posted a TikTok the other day that I really liked. You were talking about like the ways that you find helpful, like when you've been rotting or mm-hmm. just like going through a hard time, like what ways that you try and take care of yourself, like what mo- like what will get you to start doing it. And you were mm-hmm. like, I take out the trash. I I literally I gather up all the trash in multiple trash bags and I often don't even get it out of my apartment but just getting all of the trash into a bag and out of my space helps you I feel mm, so much better and I like know that I can accomplish it once I've done that thing yeah I feel like for me it's keeping like my room tidy Mm -hmm. like once I like make my bed I like feel better and it can like start the process of like doing other things for myself that make me feel better Mm Um, but getting that initial like motivation, like again, sort of tying in somewhere between self-care and like struggling with depression of like motivating when you don't have motivation. And like, I wish I had an answer to it. And like, sometimes I'm able to do it and sometimes I can't. And I wish I had an answer of a solution of that for you. And for me, like I, like the other night, again, spent a bit of a like slumpy time. And like, this is where my cycle that I usually struggle a bit with depression, And I finally, like, Tuesday night or some night in the last few days, I, like, finally rallied and I was like, okay, I would like this space to be clean. I don't want to be in this anymore. Yeah. And I think part of it is we've been having a lot of conversations about caring for yourself. But that was another thing that I, like, spoke to with my therapist a lot this year. of Like, I care so much about the people in my life, Mm -hmm. but I really struggle with caring about myself. Yeah. And, like, not even thinking in, like, the loving or liking sense. Like, just caring for myself enough to like meet the basic requirements Mm. of like how a human should be treated yeah um and it's really fucking infuriating that like I just don't know how to care about myself and I'm not sure what will convince me to care about myself and like I definitely am starting to see little moments of it slip in yeah but I think it's so infuriating of like if you don't care about yourself like you're spending so much energy working against yourself and sabotaging yourself and like that's not a fun or productive way to live life yeah I also think that sometimes the things that we're comfortable in the things that we cope with that may not be as great for us are things that feel better Mm -hmm. in the moment that is something that my partner has taught me a lot is that laying in bed may feel amazing in the moment it will feel better to you than getting up and going on a walk Mm -hmm. you know having the drink in the moment is going to feel so much better than not and it's the doing the opposite the opposite action and it's so hard to build up that like mastery toward it and that that feeling of like you know what I want to do this, but I'm going to do the other thing because it's going to make me feel better. Of like caring about your future self. Like it's, I I read about this study that they did one time of uh, people around our age talking about savings for retirement. And it is really hard for us to conceptualize, like especially retirement age, because that's very far away. But it's really hard for us to like, as humans conceptualize our future selves, like that is not a real person to us. And that is not us to us. Um, but during the study, what they did is with half the participants, they either showed them a photo or did makeup. I forgot exactly what that aged them up and showed them their like future selves. And they, yeah. those people ended up saving more for retirement because they were, they had a vision or a concept of what future them was that became yeah. a real person to them. And I think it's like really easy to not care about future you like fuck that person. I don't give a shit about them. I'm going to do what feels good right now. A hundred percent. No, I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, it is so hard. You know, it's so funny. You talk about like retirement. So the, uh, you know, I've been giving to my retirement, you know, through my job. And the other day I looked and I was like, wow, I got a little over two grand in here. Like future me is rich. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, okay, slight. But like, I was also because I've been, you know, struggling with money a little bit and figuring things out. I was like, do I stop giving to my retirement fund? Because the the version of me right now is struggling and is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, like, you know what? No, like what is, you know, this, ac- this money is going there. And like in the long run, 
as much as I want that fucking money right now, like it's going to be better, mm-hmm. but it's so hard. But I think something that like hopefully will give younger 20 somethings listening to this hope is that I feel like every year of my 20s, I am getting closer with myself, understanding myself more and therefore having more love and care for myself. That's the, I think like the biggest thing for this year for me has, or like in this past year was like, I have finally I think started to develop like a sense of empathy or kindness towards like my past self. Yeah. Like someone's just still struggling to give a fuck about future me. I'm at least not being so mean to my past self of like, I like, like pretty much until this spring, even though I'd been diagnosed with depression for years, been on antidepressants for years, I still like would come into therapy sometimes and be like, what if I don't have depression? What if I'm just a terrible person? Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I've learned a lot about this year of like, I think that is the only way to eventually reach a point where like you do love and care about yourself. It's like showing kindness to past you and like learning how to forgive yourself. And am I good at it? No, but I have learned and actually made progress and, Guess what? If your therapist has been telling you that you need to be kinder to yourself and you think it's kind of a load of shit, they might be right. Yeah. (laughs) Just consider maybe they're right because I am learning that, ah, shit, they're kind of right. And even though it feels like a load of shit and it just feels so stupid to be nice to yourself, it does help. It does. You know, again, like it may feel so corny and like you said, Mm -hmm. like a load of motherfucking shit to literally say to yourself in your head, like, no, like I'm proud of myself or I'm a good person. Like at the end of the day, it actually starts to build up and starts to feel real. Like I'll never, like I feel like the first time that I felt like so confident about myself and my work was when I was up for my full-time job Mm -hmm. at the end of the summer, at the end of my residency. And you know, everybody's nervous at that time. In short, there was a chance that I may not get the job, but I full like believed with my whole body. I was like, if they don't hire me, I think it's a mistake. And I think it's a mistake because I have done the work I have like, and I know it and I feel it in my bones. Um, but I don't think like a past version of myself would have done that. Like a past yeah. version would have of myself would have like, you know, been like, I'm not good enough or da, 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 da. And I still struggle with this sometimes too. Like literally like a week ago I was freaking out cause I'm sick and I feel like I'm not doing enough, but you know, I think it just starts to build as you get older. Like that's the thing is like, I think fake it till you make it is really good. Yeah. And like, I think I've gotten decently good at faking it to a point where like I don't think people read me as an incredibly insecure person maybe you listening to this podcast do but like I really (laughs) have not great self-esteem like to be completely frank yeah um and like I don't know the last time that I like really believed in myself and I think I've gotten pretty good but like with people portraying confidence and I do have moments where like I'll get sort of like that flash of confidence, but never in like a consistent way. Yeah. And like I, I do my morning pages and like I do my affirmations in them and do they feel absolutely silly to write? Like I write every day, three times. I am beautiful. I am smart. I am talented. I am good. I am kind. I am worthy of love. I am loved. And I write that three times and does it feel incredibly silly and it feels like narcissistic and it feels like really fucking full of myself. But I think little by little, it is helping. Yeah, because I think you start to believe it. You know, I have here, like, um, how have we learned to, like, love ourselves or incorporate self-love? And one of the things I have here is recognizing my work in my career, in my side hustle, in my relationship, in my friendship. Like, recognizing when something for you is, like, going right. Like, I look back at my the last year and I'm like, I'm really proud of how my partner and I, like, stepped up to our relationship. I'm now really proud of myself for starting to communicate with my friends. Like, I'm proud that, like, on a Sunday I showed up and I, we did three podcast recordings because nobody is telling us to be there or to do that or to fight for the dream. Like, we are showing up there. And, like, yes, it literally means, like, every day, like, telling yourself, like, you know what? I made my bed and I showed up to work today. Like that's an amazing thing that I did. Mm-hmm. And it seems so <laughs> crazy. So dumb. It feels so dumb. But it's like actually like really good. Like, you know, like it's it is. Um so and then like the other two things I had wrote down for where I just lost it. I oh, think the one that's interesting is like how do you 
show love to people in your life and how do you like to be shown love back Mm, how do I show people love like I know something that I've picked up that is a trait that I've sort of adopted from my sister is she loves like something that she does to share love is she will share like her favorite music and tv shows and like like that's that's something that's very important to her like I will sit down with her and like watch an anime show that isn't super my vibe but like she gets Mm. so excited showing me and like we send music we said my sister and I send memes to each other back and forth a lot yeah I love sending people tiktok like I think that's how I show love a little (laughs) bit is like when I see a tiktok and I think about you and I like send it to you um or like I know like something that she does is uh and like I think a lot of people in my family do and I think it's a common thing to do we're not this special for doing this but like when she sees like a little something that reminds her of someone like and if it's like small and cheap like buying it for them of like I one time found these really weird seafood chips um maybe not weird but I don't like seafood um and I got them for my sister because I was like I think you could maybe really like these and were they like a buck 25 yeah but like it made me really happy to give those to her. Yeah. Yeah. I love finding things that like remind me of people Mm -hmm. and giving them to them or taking a picture and like being Mm -hmm. like, Hey, this reminds me of you. I think that's like a nice thing. Cause you know that somebody has been like thinking about you. I know something that like I've realized means a lot to me. And I think I've probably knew this for most of my life. Like I find it hurtful when people don't reply with no explanation and like mm. that used to just like make me really anxious in high school. And like I used to be the type of person who, when I get a text immediately replied and I didn't understand people who didn't operate like that. And I like there very much is space for it. Like I've gone through times where I'm not really great at replying and I very much do still have space for that. But I've learned to like that is something that really makes me feel like someone doesn't care about me as if mm. like I keep reaching out for plans and like they're not very good at responding back. And yeah. like there are some friendships where I'm like reaching a point where I'm like, OK, I either need to converse with them and be like hey this is how this is making me feel or I need to like maybe reassess like our friendship yeah um yeah I I like something that my family really does is about like cooking like yeah that is a lot of like sharing love of like I my friend Aislinn and I we do dinner together like every other week and we cook for each other we go to each other's place and like my mom's best friend who I've always sort of called an aunt like I didn't see her for my birthday but she sent my sister and I a bunch of chocolate chip pumpkin bread and like that like like chocolate chip pumpkin bread has like so many memories with her yeah um and like now uh so my grandmother for christmas every year wow i'm gonna start crying guys sorry in advance (laughs) um would make us lemon bread and it was treasured we'd keep it in the freezer we would all fight of like because back in the day when we were younger we'd all get our individual loaves but now we got a loaf as a family we would all kind of fight and my sister was actually really sad when i stopped being vegan because when i was vegan i couldn't eat it so there was more for her and i wasn't vegan anymore um but i i made them for her service last year to give out to friends and family and I made them again this Christmas I actually my family didn't get any but all the other families did we ran out of time anyway but like that was something that like felt really important to me and like I don't know how important it was to them I mean one of the families I gave it to is my brother and his husband who had never received it from my grandmother before we hadn't spent Christmas together in 17 years but like that felt so like I was giving them like a little piece of my heart. Yeah. I think for me, like I really love, it's so funny because I've always like thought of my love language as physical touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just because I enjoy having sex with the person I love. <laughs> um, and I do. I don't and know I why do. that made me laugh. But it's, I think as I get older, I'm realizing my love languages are more like words of affirmation and like gift, actually like receiving gifts. Like I feel a lot of love when people give me something that they've like thought about for me mm-hmm. or like when somebody like there's nothing in the world that I love more than like, a a card from somebody and somebody telling me how like they feel about me and like actually that kind of like makes sense because usually for people's birthdays like I tend to like text them first before Mm -hmm. posting on social media actually if you're one of my friends and you've realized I haven't posted for you on social media for a birthday it's because I'm done I'm not doing it anymore we're out of focus but it's because my focus is not on posting for your birthday I'd rather just like tell you on a text or through a card that like I love you and I value you than post it on social media but yeah that I feel like that makes sense another thing that I think 
like in your 20s with self-love is like learning boundaries and learning Mm -hmm. to say no I think as I get older and my like you know habits change like you kind of talked about like not wanting to go out as much and I feel like I'm in that era of my life a little bit too and sometimes I feel guilty about it but knowing that saying no to like like the friend that wants to go out I know that that's better than being like yes and then being miserable the whole time yeah just like learning to respect yourself and your boundaries and like what you want which is hard my dude it is because I think especially in college it's like you know it's a little bit going along with the crowd and I think that's also like in high school and middle school (laughs) oh Liz just walked walked in in it scared me so much (laughs) you didn't hear her Oh, I did. <laughs> Hello. I was- LOL. My roommate just walked in, you guys. Um, <laughs> that was so funny to watch your face. You were like, <gasps> I didn't hear her at all. It scared me so much. It's because we have our earphones on. I startle very easily. Yeah. So, yeah, I get that. Me too. But I think because, like, in middle school and high school, it's so much about like following the crowd and things mm. like that. That, like, as you start to break away from the crowd and become your own individual person, you're just like, whoa, what if I like rock the boat here? <laughs> you know? So. Yeah. 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 I feel like, and, and you know what's so funny is when I started to like learn to say no, like I'll never forget like in my relationship when I learned to start saying no to sex because in my high school relationships with men, I like just did it because I thought I had to. Mm-hmm. And then I reached a point in my current relationship where it was like, no like we do not have sex when you do not want to have sex like but that was like a foreign concept for me at the time which is crazy but I would overexert my no like I'd say no all the time I'd be like no I don't want to (laughs) no and it was almost just because like I had this power for the first time yeah and like you know so if like I feel like that also happens sometimes with like going out or whatever like I'll be like whoa like I have this power like I could say no (laughs) and so I won't do it but like I think that's okay yeah yeah I mean I like there was a lot of things that I've been in one long-term relationship and there was a lot of things that led to the downfall of that relationship. But like, I think the kind of final nail in the hammer for me was, uh, this was early pandemic. He mm. was up with my family. Um, and I was on super high dose of antidepressants, highest dose you can be on, which tends to really affect your sex drive. Yeah. And I was telling him about that. And like, I was doing very poorly. He was also doing very poorly. None of us were mental health feeling great in the pandemic we were both performing arts degrees in a pandemic things were going poorly right um but I kept talking to him about that and how like like sex was something that like just like I really wasn't enjoying and like how like I just like am not like really I'm in a weird place with that right now and we'd have these conversations and he would like say he understood and that he totally got it but then when like it, it came, came time and he asked and I said no he would get very upset <laughs> <laughs> it was very confusing for me because I was like, we're having these whole conversations, but then when I apply it, you seem You're not hearing me. You're really annoyed. Yeah. Um No, I'm struggling with that right now, transparently. Like I went up on my anxiety medication in the last like month and a half. I've realized like my sex drive has just been very low, which is weird for me because it usually like isn't. Like I feel like I'm a pretty high on the higher spectrum of sex drives. And literally I had this conversation with my partner the other day. I was like I don't know like what's up, but like, I'm just like not like feeling anything. Like I'm not like, it's not that I don't think you're attractive. And of course, like I have the best partner ever. So like they weren't to take any offense to it, but I, I think it's something that is like weird to feel. And you're like, Oh, like, especially because I think like our society puts a lot of like sex pressure on couples. Like you should be fucking like bunny rabbits all the time. And that's just like not realistic. Yeah. And like, as I'm reentering dating, like I, so when that incident happened with that boyfriend, I I ended up being a pushover. I let him convince me to have sex and I really didn't enjoy it. And we stopped partway through because I was in pain. Um, But as I'm like reentering dating now, like I am not all the way healed as we've discussed through this episode. I'm not very good at carrying myself in a lot of ways, but like that's something that like I know I'm like, I will not let someone push me into sex again. Yeah. Um, It's reclaim your power. Whoever is listening to this because, and the right partner will respect your boundaries. And I think once you heal that like boundary around it, it's like, it's so much nicer. Like it's so nice that I can like go to my partner and be like, Hey, like, 
I don't know if you've noticed this behavior, but this is what I'm feeling. I think it could be because of this. I don't know. It could honestly just be like I've been sick and work has been kind of crazy the last month. Like life happens around these things. And so, yeah, you you it's reclaim, reclaim. One last thing on the conversation of sex. I I I have not had sex in a very long time. Um, (laughs) I've not had any sort of any sort of sex since fall of 2020 um it's been it's 2024 now folks it's been a while um but I am very glad that I took that time and didn't date because I like had a moment of being like sort of excited about the possibility of having sex the other day of like not particularly anytime soon but like in dating and the possibility of that and like that is only a point that I would reach of like to be honest, and I'm not going to go into details, but like a lot of my particularly earlier experiences with sex all tied in heavily with fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sex is meant to be this expression of love. Like if you're scared during it, things need to change. And like I sort of like we talked about in the beginning of like progress feels really like slow and small. Like honestly not having my first association with sex be fear is something that I didn't really think was ever going to happen and I am at a point of like that is not the immediate association I'm aware of that and I'm protective I have my fucking boundaries but I'm not scared of anymore uh and uh, to kind of wrap things up in a sort of way that would only happen through learning to care about myself Um, yeah yeah Yeah. The themes are theming. Like I'm just like going back. We literally started this conversation, this episode of talking about like the small steps. And like, again, now you're looking back at your 2020 self and your 2024 self is like, hey, like we don't struggle with this thing anymore because we took time to like, come on, camera. (laughs) Why did that kind of work? It did work because, you know, I'm going to I'm going to backtrack, you know, if we're thinking about like how we started this conversation, we're ending it in this place where it's like kind of the same theme, like your 2020, like 2020 version of yourself, like would not have thought that she would ever think of sex in the way that now your current version does. And so I think if like you can take anything away from this episode and I don't know if it has anything to do with self-love or self-care is that things take time. The small steps, the day-to-day things that you are doing to build the version of yourself that you want to be, that you want to love, whatever it is, like, like keep fighting that fight because you are going to look back and be so happy that you put in the, the little steps every single day to get you to where you want to be. Yeah. And that's the T-Sheree. <laughs> that's a reference to our college. It is. I say it's, it all the time. I know. Though. I think it's so funny. It's a niche reference. It, it's such a niche reference. <laughs> And you know what? Sheree, what, I forget. What's her last name? Bauer. Sheree Bauer. I, okay, I was going to say Bowser, but that's not it. I Sheree also, Bauer. I she has love for herself. I knew you were going to say Bowser for some reason. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Bowser. Um, she was an icon. She was a legend. She is a legend. She is. She's not dead. She's not dead. <laughs> At least I don't think so. No, no, no. Cheetah Rivera is, though. I know. Rip, Rip. Cheetah. Rip. <laughs> okay, well... If you want to find us, you can find us on TikTok and YouTube at Completely FCK. I am G Clueless. And you can find us on Instagram at Completely Fucking Clueless. We love you guys. We hope you have an amazing Tuesday, an amazing week. And don't forget to be motherfucking clueless. And if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you supposed to love anybody else? Can I get an amen? Amen! This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.